Welcome to the Pad the Stats podcast, your destination for everything fantasy football and where fantasy title hopes come true. And now, your host, James Swanson. Entering week 13, Adam Thielen, Stefan Diggs, Antonio Brown, and Juju Smith-Schuster have done something that quite possibly may have never happened before. Hi everyone, I'm James Swanson. This is Pad the Stats, your fantasy football podcast home. Through 12 weeks, those two sets of teammates I just mentioned, Thielen and Diggs, Brown and Smith-Schuster, are among the top eight in targets per game among all wide receivers, a feat that hasn't been done in at least the last eight years dating back to 2010, the farthest I could go back and look. And that's quite remarkable that you have two sets of teammates. And and quite honestly, Thielen and Diggs are among the top Julio Jones is right there at 11.4 targets per game, Thielen at 11.4 targets per game, and Diggs at 11.3 targets per game. So pretty remarkable from those two uh, sets of teammates, those two sets of wide receivers, and what their respective passing games have been able to do from a fantasy perspective, from a stats perspective pretty remarkable stuff. So on today's show, I'm going to cover the fantasy game plan for tonight's game between the Saints and the Cowboys. A big, big game, a big showdown. The Cowboys are moving in the right direction. They're starting to get the running game going. Dak Prescott has looked uh, better in the last four games than he has all year to this point. So a lot, a lot of stuff that we're looking forward to in tonight's game. And um, I will also release my five must-starts and my five sits for week 13 on tomorrow's podcast. So here we go, Saints-Cowboys tonight, 8.15 p.m. And for this uh, podcast, this short podcast that I'm going to do today, um, I'm going to do four downs. So we're going to go first down, second down, third down, and finally fourth down. And for first down, the man I just talked about, Dak Prescott. Is he for real? That is the question. He's had at least 21 fantasy points in five of his six la- of his five of his last six outings he's only scored over he only scored over 20 fantasy points once in his first four games so that tells you everything you need to know about the way the Cowboys are going right now things are really clicking they've found some chemistry up front on that offensive line you know Ezekiel Elliott is running the ball very well that they've found a very good balance and and essentially once or since Amari Cooper has joined the Cowboys this passing game has really taken off, and it's helped Dak Prescott quite a bit. I think that addition of Cooper has relieved some things. It's it's given them another playmaker on the outside that, quite frankly, they just haven't had. I think Michael Gallup is a nice prospect, but he's young. He's a rookie. Alan Hearns is just another guy, in my opinion. Cole Beasley, just another guy. So they needed a playmaker, and they got one, and it's helped immensely to this point. You know, he's completing nearly 70% of his passes the last four games. So he's been extremely efficient on top of that production. In his his first seven games, he completed over 65% of his passes in just one game, one of those seven games. So that's pretty remarkable as well. Since week nine, Prescott is QB 11 in points per game, averaging just under, under 20 points per game. His upcoming schedule, this is really nice. This is where, look, we're talking about tonight's game more specifically. If you're looking at the upcoming schedule, if you're looking for a quarterback to have on your on your roster, maybe you're not going to start him right away, but maybe you're looking to have a guy, say you're in a deep league. I'm in a league, for instance, where it's a 10-bench league, and now that playoffs are here, you need to have depth at certain positions in case of injury, in case of uh, a tough matchup, whatever it may be. 
So the upcoming schedule for Dak Prescott and the Dallas Cowboys, New Orleans at home, obviously, tonight. Then Philly at home, who we know their secondary has been terribly banged up. So that's a good matchup, a plus matchup. Then they go to Indy. Then they get Tampa Bay at home. And then they go to the Giants in Week 16. So this really shapes up nicely for the Cowboys. And quite honestly, the way that their offense is clicking right now, all of these matchups down the stretch, I think, are plus matchups. But there are even more plus matchups given that the way the Cowboys' offense is, is just rolling at the moment. And they're motivated. This is a 6-5 and five team that knows that they have the division title, the NFC East title, in their crosshairs. And with the Redskins essentially falling out of this thing now that, now that Alex Smith is done for the year, uh, this is a division that is certainly up for grabs, and, and the Eagles aren't out of it yet either, but the Cowboys are the team to beat in this division, in my opinion, right now. So they're going to be motivated. The offense is clicking, and Dak Prescott is a fine, fine quarterback to have on your roster right now, something that we probably wouldn't have said at the beginning of the year, definitely wouldn't have said. So those first four that I mentioned, those first four teams, Saints, Eagles, Colts, and the Bucks, they're all in the bottom half of the league in terms of fantasy points per game to allow to QB. So this, these are teams that have given up chunk plays. They're teams that have given up fantasy points in bunches to teams. So, again, all good matchups. And I think the question that we need to answer for tonight against the Saints, and this is something you want to keep in mind if you're looking to start Dak Prescott tonight, the biggest question here, will the Cowboys be themselves? Will they remain balanced? This is a game where, look, at any moment, the Saints can go up by two or three scores. We've seen them do it to, to so many teams this year, and they're just so talented on offense. Do the Cowboys remain themselves? Do they, do they stick to their identity and what they do well? I think that's what it comes down to, or do they try to get in a shootout? Do they try to get away from what they do? Do they let, let Dak Prescott throw the ball 40 times? I don't think necessarily think that that, that takes the Cowboys out of this game, but I'm worried that if they get away from that balance that Dak Prescott is somebody that will throw a couple interceptions or, or or things just might not go according to plan for Dallas. So that's the only question I have tonight, but I think this is a guy you can start tonight and you can certainly, certainly, again, have on your roster and start moving forward. Second down, which Mark Ingram will show up tonight? We've seen Mark Ingram three games over 21 fantasy points, three games with less than nine fantasy points. He scored at least 12 fantasy points in each game. He's had at least 16 touches. So that seems to be the magic number. 16 touches. Over 16 touches or at or above 16 touches, at least 12 fantasy points. Under 16 touches, just 19.4 points in those three games combined that I mentioned. So the Cowboys, looking at their run defense, they've allowed just four rushing touchdowns this season. They also have allowed the fourth fewest rushing yards and the sixth fewest attempts. This defense is one that's only getting stronger for the Dallas Cowboys. And quite frankly, I'm a little bit worried about marking room tonight. Look, this is one play where I could say don't start this guy and he could go for 25, or you could say start him and he could go for 7. Because this is just how explosive this offense is, and they get so many playmakers involved. But if I'm going to play the numbers, if I'm going to play the, the number game, the analytic game here, and what the Cowboys have done, I'm going to shy away from Mark Ingram tonight. I think you can find better options in Week 13, and just a couple of them to throw them out. Gus Edwards at Atlanta, I think, is a better play. 
Tariq Cohen at the Giants in a PPR league is a better play. Josh Adams at home versus the Redskins, I think, is a better play. And DJ Moore, with Curtis Samuel, if he misses with a hamstring injury, and if um, Devin Funchess, I'm losing my mind here. It's early, sorry. It's a little bit before 9 on the East Coast. That's early for me. Give me a break. Uh, If Devin Funchess misses this game, then I think that sets... DJ Moore up very nicely to be in a solid or, or wide receiver two role. So DJ Moore, another guy who I would rather play over Mark Ingram, especially at Tampa Bay for the uh, for the Panthers there. So again, I, I would stray away from Mark Ingram in tonight's game if you can. I think you can find better matchups uh, going down through some of these slates of games. And third down, is Amari Cooper for real? We just talked about him and the way that he has opened up this offense over the last what, four weeks? Since joining the Cowboys, he's drawn at least eight targets in three of four games. He saw five or fewer targets in four of his six games with the Raiders in that first part of the season. He now has three touchdowns in four games after just one touchdown in six games with Oakland. And as we mentioned, you know, the time, the schedule being nice for Dak, it's also great for Cooper. It's, you know, it's, it, it, kind of goes right in line. The passing game is going to be just fine for the Cowboys. I think all these matchups are very good for both guys. So, you know, I'm saying, yes, he's for real, and I'm saying fire him up, especially tonight. The Saints are allowing the fourth most yards per game to opposing wide receivers, number one wide receivers, I should say. So I think this, this you know, sets up very nicely uh, for the Cowboys passing game. The one thing that you might want to think of is he going to be up against Marcus Lattimore a lot, but I don't I don't know if that's that big of a deal. You know, I don't I, I know Marcus Lattimore had a very good rookie season. I think he's played well this year, but I don't think this is a matchup you need to shy away from. So fire up Amari Cooper. I think he has another good game uh tonight versus the Saints. And then fourth down, is Traquan Smith worth a roll of the dice tonight? So he did not play in week eleven versus Atlanta with that foot injury. In week 10, we saw him just blow up, right? We saw this this masterful performance from a guy who looks so athletic, so explosive. On one particular play, I think it was a, a deep post route, and he went up over a defender and high-pointed the ball, and I was like, you know, Pat and I sat here and we're like, wow, this guy is, is an athlete. I mean, this guy can really ball out. He's got good hands, strong hands. He's an athlete. He's big. Um He's just he he looks good. He looks really good, and and hopefully we can see a more of a target share down the, down the stretch here. Now he's played fifty plus snaps in three of his last five games. I mentioned week 10, 13 targets, ten receptions, one hundred and fifty seven yards, and a touchdown. He's been targeted though, and this is the downside: just twenty six times over that same stretch in weeks seven through eleven. So the targets haven't necessarily been there. We saw at Cincinnati he didn't get targeted once in a game where what, the Saints put up 40, 50 points or something like that. So there's always going to be a little bit of a concern, but given the thin wide receiver depth for the Saints, I think you can be, I think you can feel safe that moving forward, you're going to see at least four or five targets a game for Traquan Smith, which doesn't sound great, but I think in plus matchups, and really, who am I kidding? Any matchup with the Saints is a, is a plus matchup, it seems like, whether they're in the Superdome, or they're away from the Superdome, and of course tonight at the Mercedes-Benz Dome, it's in a dome as well, so this this should be a fast track for that 
you know, that high-flying offense. But I do think he's going to see increased targets moving forward. I'm, I was excited to get him in one or two leagues um, over the past, you know, few weeks. And uh, look, if you're talking about a maybe a bad matchup, this is this is a stat that really popped out to me looking at football outsiders. The Cowboys are allowing the least amount of yards per game to number two wide receivers, which is exactly what Traquan Smith is playing second fiddle to Michael Thomas. They don't really have a uh, a lot of talent behind those two. 33.1 yards per game to number two wide receivers allowed by the Cowboys secondary. And their third versus number two wide receivers in adjusted efficiency, according to Football Outsiders. So I'm actually going to stay away from Traquan Smith this week. If you can get away from him, I, I certainly would do that. Another one that we talked about earlier, you know, DJ Moore is a, is a better play. Um, I don't know if that really comes at much of a surprise, but I do think you can get some better options this week. So Traquan Smith, a sit this week. I would sit him. I don't anticipate a, a great game for Traquan Smith tonight. I think that they get Michael Thomas a little bit more involved after being down the past few weeks. I think, you know, the running backs could take over a little bit in this game. It's hard to say because this offense is just so explosive. They can get anybody involved in it at any time. But Traquan Smith, a sit for me tonight. All right, that those are the four downs for the Saints and the Cowboys game tonight. Hopefully that gives you some a little bit of a, a, a guidance, some help on who, who to start, who to sit in tonight's game. And if you have any questions, of course, hit us up at Pat the Stats on Twitter. I'm more than happy to ha- answer any questions that you might have. Again, I will have my five must-starts of the week and my five sits of the week on tomorrow's podcast. Until then, everybody, enjoy your Thursday and enjoy this great game tonight on Thursday Night Football. Talk to you next time on Pad the Stats. I'm your host, James Swanson. Bye-bye.